Well, hello there and welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're pleased to welcome Benjamin Haggerty and Brianne Nemiroff of the blog, It's Brie and Ben live and travel kindly. That's a little bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, We're going to talk to them about how they started out their life of travel and how they use their blog to help guide people to kind choices in travel, dining, and in shopping. But before that, let's hear from today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc., Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of Vegetarian Zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way. Those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some Vegetarian Zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page. And you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. Okay, and we do have a new induction into the Golden Apple Roundtable. Yippee! Larissa, you want to announce that? Yes. Drum roll, please. No, fanfare, please. Let's do the fanfare. (laughs) Our newest Golden Apple Roundtable member is Christine Aramburu, who is a rutabaga rock star. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. We really appreciate your support. Very grateful. And as we've mentioned in the past, the Golden Apple Roundtable really do keep the lights going on right now, especially through this time. So we greatly appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show. We also want to give a special thank you to Mark Wagner, who came in at the terrific tomato level in our Buy us a juice. So on our support page on our website at vegetarianzen.com, you'll see a support tab. And uh, Mark went out there and helped to support the show at the terrific tomato (laughs) level. So thank you so much. So does that mean that we can go make a Bloody Mary? That that actually sounds pretty good right now. (laughs) No, not to me at all. That sounds awful. (laughs) All right. Uh, Ben and Bree became a couple in 2009 and have always been passionate travelers. After getting married in 2017, they took a long trip to explore more of the U.S. and Canada. It was during this time that they decided they wanted to enjoy a travel lifestyle full-time. Today, we talked to Ben and Bree about their travels, which focus on learning about plant-based cuisine on the road, and what it means to be a kind traveler, and how to support local businesses. 
So let's bring Bree and Ben on the show. That was a tongue twister too. Welcome to the show, Ben and Bree. Hi. Hey, Larissa. Hi. Hello. Vicky. Hi. Hi. It's a welcome. pleasure meeting you. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. You guys are a first in some sense here because I don't know. Larissa and I were talking. I don't think we've ever had four people on the podcast before. No. Is that right, Larissa? Yeah, no, not at one time. So this will be this will be fun, interesting. We're a two for one deal, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, so are we kind of, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you guys uh, tell folks a little bit about yourselves? Sure thing. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll yeah, sure. Um, um, as a couple and as a business, uh, we are uh, ethical vegan travel bloggers, and we have a focus on conscious travel plant-based eating and small shopping, essentially trying to encourage people to live and travel consciously without leaving a footprint. Uh, We've been on the road since 2017 on and off, and uh, we've mainly explored Canada and the U.S., but very in-depth, so over 60 destinations. And so we're working on getting all that information out to people to help to encourage others to believe that you know, we don't have as many differences as we think we do. Exactly. And um, our blog and website, it's Bree and Ben. On there, we publish so many articles about um, shopping, how to shop small and, and encourage uh, local and communal uh, shopping, as well as what I like to call cultural literacy, which is learning about a place before you arrive and also when you're there so that, one, you don't come off as an ugly tourist and then create a whole host of problems for yourself, but so that you know more about the place and you can have uh, a more enriching and fun time while you're there too. I love and that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great approach. And and where are you guys uh, based at? Where do you, where's your home? So we're in the East Bay right now, but as soon as the pandemic restrictions are lifted, we're actually moving to Washington for about a year mm-hmm. uh, before. Washington w- State. Yeah, Washington and State. Also we're in the East uh, San Francisco Bay area. I know there are a lot of Sorry. areas throughout. There are a lot of areas throughout the. There's, there's the, a bay, uh, and we're east of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And California is like you're in the Bay or in LA. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, so we're moving to Washington soon for the time being, and then we're working on moving uh, to Canada within the next year or so. And so we're just in the midst of all that. So very nice, very nice. Well, and I will say uh, your website, your, you had mentioned your website, your articles are great. They're, they're so well written and oh. so like in depth, the pictures are gorgeous. So, um, you oh, know, you. I really, I hope everybody who listens to our, our, this episode will go and check it out because it's, it's, it's incredible. Oh, thank the you. Only thing I, the only thing I didn't like is it reminded me of how boring we kind of are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when we go back when we're not traveling, look back on, I'm like, you know what? They don't have any kind of food like that around here. And I'm like, this is like, this is making me feel like I need to be back on the road. So. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not complaining. I'm glad everyone's staying safe and we encourage people to do that. And we're doing the same thing too. But yeah, there are many days in which as we're editing the site and looking through the articles and looking at our notes, I'm just having so much more daydreaming and moments of, uh yeah so so you mentioned you mentioned that you you started you've been traveling since 2017 and mm. that is coincidentally the year you were married right so yeah. is did, did this start with your honeymoon yes it did um well we got married in february of 2017 after being together for uh seven years mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a perfect storm because the lease on our apartment was actually just about to end. 
And um, we, both of our jobs at the time were remote. So we could work on a laptop from anywhere as long as we had a Wi-Fi connection. So as we were planning the wedding and getting, you know, looking at the next step of our lives, we thought, hey, we can, we can actually do this. And also, uh, we were living in LA at the time. And this might seem really far-fetched, but it was true. We went over our budget and realized that we could actually save money by being on the road and putting our stuff in storage and doing a several month long trip than actually living in Los Angeles proper. Yeah. That's just how bad the rent was getting. So um, in a way, it was actually a money saving technique as well. So we put everything in storage. Oh, after the wedding, we put everything in storage um, and then loaded up our Prius with uh, just kind of clothing and provisions for all types of weather and went from Los Angeles up to Vancouver and then steadily went across the country. All the way to Halifax. Yep. And then back down um, into the States and then uh, just hit most of the country from there. And then in 2018, we hit the places we didn't hit in the States. Yeah, we mainly did like liberal destinations the first year because that's where most of the vegan food is. And then we were like, huh, we missed a lot. So uh, we did kind of did the exact opposite. And so we hit states like Missouri and more of Texas and Kentucky and that in 2018, kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah, we never wanted to be- That's an interesting approach. Thanks. Yeah, we never wanted to be the couple that was like, oh, we just hit the major cities and just the coasts because. Yeah. Um, I mean, what kind of a, site would that be? Be like, oh, yeah, veganism is only in Philadelphia and in Washington, <laughs> D.C. It, it's not. Yeah. Um, the options might be very different quality, but we're trying to find the best in the most unexpected places. So, yeah, right. we're hoping to find uh, kindness everywhere. That's our right. That's our goal. Now, did you exactly. guys make it to Austin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because we're such an anomaly here in Texas, you know, we're so, it's a big red state, and uh, <laughs> but the capital is Austin. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's oh. just like, it's, how did that happen? But that's where you'll get that's, all that, that's the... What, that's what we said when we were driving through. We're like, huh. Okay. Yeah. We, haven't seen, we haven't seen a person for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, we, yeah. uh, we, hit San, yeah. Yeah. we hit San Antonio, we hit Austin, we were in Dallas for a couple of days because there was Indie Beauty Expo, um, and then, oh my God, Houston. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we did the, those four. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with the with the uh, university, you know, because UT Austin is up there. So I think that mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that whole culture. But you, you're absolutely right. There is an and we had mentioned before we hit record to you guys that our wedding here in San Antonio was catered by a, a vegan caterer, and mm-hmm. you know, San Antonio is big on Tex-Mex too. Mm-hmm. Uh, authentic Tex-Mex. I mean, we don't go for that Taco Bell stuff. So, well, we have Taco Bells here, but that's not, <laughs> yeah. not Tex-Mex. Um, we, we really have a lot of good Tex-Mex food here. And my family is very open and they didn't care that we were having a, you know, they didn't, I think we're the only vegetarians in our family, but, you know, they didn't care. And they loved the food. They thought it was incredible. So we do have some, it, it was really smart of you guys to recognize that, hey, we're missing out on something here because, you know, we need to go to other states and kind of open up a little mm-hmm. bit. So that's, yeah. that's cool. I think that's just like, that's kind of the ugly vegan cliche is just that veganism is only for the rich areas, especially rich, like white areas of the country. And they're just on the coasts. And we just wanted to see, learn and promote those that were in those missing areas. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, one of the yeah. best vegan, um, I know an amazing vegan scone at this vegan and gluten-free bakery in, um, Kansas City, yeah, of all places. Oh, so wow. I mean, you just you just don't know what you're gonna you know come across. I mean, the rest of Kansas City definitely needs to improve on its 
being in friendliness, but I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Austin, man, the taco trucks in particular. Oh yeah, Austin's known. I mean, look, I know taco trucks. There, I mean, you guys have the gold standard for taco trucks in in Austin there, but just the the vegan like profile. The vegan mom, that's what you're talking. about. Yeah, exactly. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah, and you probably, uh, I'm sure you aren't aware of this, but uh, San Antonio and um, Austin have a huge taco truck rivalry. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Amazing. So. Of course, <laughs> yeah. you know, of course. I wouldn't... Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Do you just line up the trucks and then they just race each other and then they start <laughs> yeah. sort of Well, I think it's yeah. tacos in general. I think it's who has the yeah. best tacos. Yeah, in tacos general. in general. Usually. That's true. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's so much variety in the taco itself. I mean, you can change the tortilla, you can change the ingredients, the cremas. I mean, there really is an infinite possibility of doing a taco. So that's why it's it's a great idea to have a, a competition for something like that. Yeah. And the, one of the things I love about get. Texas too is, this, and they, this is seen elsewhere too. But there's so much innovation with the with the um, local ingredients that are already there, like the chiles and the salsas and stuff like that. That's right. definitely most yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. So now you guys are currently working on a book too, right? Uh, so we're doing that alongside of all of our content, and you know, moving and working. Right. Um, so yeah. So we are working on a book about. Um, okay, so let's see. I can hear it. Um, it's like a, it's, it'll be an extension of our essays that we're talking mm-hmm. about, show the themes that are, that we have currently coming out, but it'll also be more of a travelogue essay form. Oh, so, okay. uh, we realized that we have been, uh, traveling across a, uh, across the U.S. during a very tumultuous time in mm-hmm. the nation's history. And the aim of the book is not going to be necessarily outside, but just kind of a list of what we've observed, uh, especially during key moments in history. So, Wow. Um, I love and also, that. Thanks. Yeah, and we're also trying to put in some international perspectives in that too, because we had been in Europe uh, during oh, the election yeah. <laughs> as well as Canada during the first year of the administration. And we just kind of want to huh. document what the sentiments were during those times, not just right. in the U S but also there. That's awesome. Thanks. And, and we have a lot of photos of like when um, Kavanaugh was in the middle of being Oh. elected and we yeah. like so we were in portland and they had all these signs saying i believe her in the windows oh, yeah wow. so we to... we've documented all the everything that we could yes wow. and then document like how there. it was at that same time in other states too let's see the other side of all of that and um just coming from especially me i i studied international relations and cultural studies in university so to me it was just kind of um like an ethnography or a, an anthropological study at the same time i just was, was fascinated seeing just dips, all these shifts in perspectives happening within just a few hundred miles of each other. It was, yeah. Nuts. It and, can be very quick. Yeah. Right. Um, the thing we've learned the most too, is just the book is very different from an essay. So the book is coming. It's just, <laughs> just gotta, just gotta keep writing at this point. So traveling, eating, and then also kind shopping. So talk to yes. us a little about, about what that looks like. So kind shopping essentially is shopping small. So, I grew up in an area, uh, well, Beverly Hills. Um, I was only like the poor side of Beverly Hills. I'm not, <laughs> definitely not loaded. I just went to a normal school that was adjacent to a zip code. Um, but, you know, everybody's idea of like shopping when they go traveling is like, oh, I went to Paris and, you know, picked up all the designer stuff. And then all I can think about was, wait, you're not going to go to the local bakery? Like, why would you buy something at Dior when it's literally down the street on Rodeo <laughs> Drive? So it made no sense. So as I started traveling and I was, I was getting older and I saw the tourism bureaus advertise shopping districts, I also saw that they still weren't even advertising 
the the streets with the with the local boutiques. This made no sense to me. So when we started traveling, um, my goal was to really find and seek out those streets where there were all the independent boutique owners, vintage shops, small uh, specialty grocery stores, because that's where I found the real heart of the city. It's like these crafts, these craftsmen. And um, that's where I found the best souvenirs. That's where I was able to support and give my dollar and help really fuel the ingenuity within the city instead of just, oh, I went to Macy's again. Like there's no cultural benefit of, you know, going to a mall there. So, um, yeah, so kind shopping is just supporting who actually lives in the city and supporting their gifts and bringing back things that are unlike anything else that you would just want to order from, you know, Macy's or Target or Amazon. Exactly. And we have an article, um, this sounds like a shameless plug, but since we're talking about stuff anyway, but we have an article on our website, um, that does discuss this. And, um, in that, uh, the idea of shopping smaller, like the way it benefits a community is the fact that when you shop at a boutique or you shop at just something that's locally owned, whether it be a restaurant or an actual place to get goods, more of your dollar's value is being pumped back into the community. And we all want to support our communities. I, in all our travels, I've never met anyone who was just like, I hate where I live to the point where I want to see everyone suffer. I've never came across that. I'm sure there might be someone out there, but they don't always vocalize it. But, um, in that regard, it's like when you pay $10 to a boutique shop, a greater value of those $10 is going back to the community, meaning that it goes back to the owner of the place, goes to the employees, pays for the employee's health insurance, even to some, you know, to a greater degree, pays for their rent. So uh, if, and especially in this age now where we all want to help support each other and keep all our businesses afloat, shopping small right now is more important to, to facilitating that than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to shopping on Amazon where less value of your dollars going back to your community. I mean, there's still some that goes to like the delivery person that's in your area, mm-hmm. but the value, the greater portion of your dollar is now spent to, you know, goes back to Seattle for Amazon and then goes to whatever international distributor was to get whatever good you were getting that was being imported or something like that. Um, I should note too, that we don't, there are, we do acknowledge that there are some areas um, where, it's hard to get some, some provisions and Amazon is the only go-to. Mm-hmm. And we discussed that in the article too. And in that regard, I encourage listeners, don't feel necessarily ashamed about that. If that's the only place where you can find something there, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. so, you know, go for it. But um, we just encourage people to be mindful of what you're buying and where it's coming from and how it might be, how it might be impacted in the distribution stream. And also just encourage people that, Hey, if um if you're looking for like uh, some hardware or something like that, maybe think about going to your local hardware store rather than going to Amazon right away. Or so, Home Depot. Yeah, exactly. So just at least compare <laughs> is the yeah. is the way to go. Right. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I really like what you said about try not to feel guilty about it because just sometimes, depending on your situation too, and especially like you said, given the time right now, we're mm-hmm. in survival mode. You know, a exactly. lot of people are just trying to get by. And, you know, when I was working at my corporate job and I could, you know, when it, one of the examples you gave in the article was about uh, finding a book on, on uh, Amazon and then at 50% off what you might find in a you know, mm-hmm. maybe a, a smaller bookstore. If you're in a position where you can support the smaller bookstore, then definitely do it. You know, it just, it just depends on where you are, what's 
what station in life you're at at that mm-hmm. particular yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you just we're just kind of doing what we can here and right now, given everything that's going on. I know that uh, a lot of people were not happy with the you know the funds being released to actual small businesses. I think we all have heard that you know these emergency release funds aren't actually getting to some of the mom and pop Mm -hmm. businesses that are keeping our economy going. And this is a really good opportunity for us to go and make sure that we're, if we're going to go out, we haven't done it very much at all, but if we're going to go out, you know, instead of Taco Bell, maybe I go to mom and pop's taco shop next door, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. and support that. Yeah. Aside from voting, that is the best way to institute that change and to show. Vote with your dollar as much as you can with your ballot. Yeah. And also it shows, Uh, it shows to the, yeah, it shows to the um, people who are, you know, signing those relief acts, you know, they'll see that, oh, wow, a lot of business is being done with those small businesses. We should really just pay attention to them and just keep them up. Yeah. 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 Fingers crossed, but hopefully that will be the case. This episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast is being brought to you by Cheery Bird Vintage, our online vintage store. Have you ever caught yourself saying, they just don't make them like that anymore? I have. We have, both of us. Uh, And this is why we decided to open our online shop filled with many of the clothes, shoes, games, toys, housewares that we grew up with that our grandparents used, our parents used, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, Vintage items are not only fun and unique, but reusing them helps free up space in landfills. So it's also good for the planet. And it's fun. So whether you're looking for something vintage chic to wear or something fun and decorative for your home, or maybe some old toys to play with, or give them to your kids, but you actually play with them. Uh, check out our shop at cheerybirdvintage.com. And now back to the show. So I, quick question for you. So when you're traveling, I think around here, you know, it's easy enough for me to say, oh yeah, I know that is a privately, that is a small business that's owned. I'm going to go um, give them some support. When you're mm-hmm. traveling, I, I know it's, it can be a little more challenging because sometimes they're hidden. Like when, when people come to San Antonio being such a big city, I always, my general rule when they ask me, where's a good place to eat? I say, stay away from any restaurant that says Ito's at the end or uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything that looks chain remotely, stay away from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of those on the Riverwalk and such. And oh our Riverwalk is beautiful. So I'm not, I'm not going to bash the Riverwalk, but I'll just it's say. It's gorgeous, but yeah. The best it's, it's Mexican food is going to be. Like where you guys were mentioning when you went to, you came to San Antonio, you went to Viva Vejeria mm-hmm. down on mm-hmm. like in the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them. The uh, little hole in goodness. the wall places. But they're the little hole in the walls that mm-hmm. are some of the best food. So what, what do you, have you, have you found that it's difficult for you to find some of those smaller areas to shop or do you just, what are some tips for finding those hidden gems to support when you're traveling? Cause I think that can be a little bit harder for folks. Okay, well, I'm the queen of research, so um, <laughs> I I always plan. That that's my tip because um, I mean I know sometimes you're kind of just possibly stuck, um, but everything we do is very detailed and it is planned thoroughly. So when we before we even decide to go to a destination, we want to make sure that it definitely has potential for every category that we talk about on the site, which basically are all of our interests. So. Um, I just, I look on multiple sites like Happy Cow. I do Google searches. I write tourism bureaus and ask for 
local recommendations. Um, I ask possibly some influencers that I know in the area and say, where do you go? Uh, and so I just find out from locals, professionals, and through my own research and come to conclusions from there. And then sometimes when we're just walking around, I then just try to get a feel, get a vibe of a restaurant. If I walk by it and look at the menu and if it looks diverse enough, if it, you know, if, if I start to salivate, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go in here. But <laughs> I generally have a plan. I'm like, okay, we're going to go to meet on main today. We're going to go to this over here. And then on Tuesday, we're checking out this restaurant on Thursday. They've invited us. Like I'm, I run like clockwork. So yeah. <laughs> I may be a bit too type A for some people, yeah. but it works for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the nice thing is though, I just, like you say, you're type A, but you listen and like you, you plan it, we plan it out together. And so, um, we take it, our schedules into account and um, more importantly, we know each other's energy too. So like, if we know that we're going to be like having, if we're going to be tired by a certain ter- time of day, then we make sure that we take that time for a pause or like go to a park or a cafe. And then we know when we're feeling more energetic, then, you know, we know where to, when to incorporate the restaurants mm-hmm. and the activities. Very nice. And that's, you know, that's yeah. a benefit of being together for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we've been together for 19 years, and so yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny kind of, when like you know you're planning your day, and then she, you know you know when you're, you're gonna be hangry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look over at me, and like you're gonna, <laughs> she'll like look at me and be like, "Okay, like, I'll be around mid afternoon. You're gonna be, you're gonna be so cranky by this time. Yeah. So we'll need to get you coffee then. Yeah. yeah. I know when he needs a coffee break. I'm like, get over yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She will do that to me. Like, I'll go down and I'm like, let's do this and this and this. And she's like, why don't you have your coffee first? Yeah. <laughs> like, all together. Take a breather. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll Please. Hey, you, you guys have another really cool article on your site called Six Ways You Can uh, Be Kind During the Corona virus pandemic. Mm -hmm. Some really good points on there. One of the things that I think, uh, so one of the things you talk about is shopping from small businesses online. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a really good, and and this is not necessarily a shameless plug for us, (laughs) but I I mentioned to Ben that, well, maybe it is a little bit of a shameless plug for us, but I mentioned to Ben that um, (laughs) we, uh, we, we sell vintage items online and we started selling those through eBay and still primarily where we, uh, where we sell vintage items. But we're we're rebranding. So we used to be Old San Antonio Trading Post, and now we're Cherry Bird Vintage, and we're we're got a website, and we're starting to brand go beyond just eBay because I think you have to be really careful when you're selling on somebody else's platform mm-hmm. that they can yeah. change anything at any given time. But um, what what kind of tips do you guys have for maybe shopping for local businesses online or small business online? Uh, I'm sorry, small business, not local. Yeah, small businesses online. Sure. Um, first of all, I would say if you are in an area in which there are local shops there, um, ask about their websites. I know you're in the local area, but they might have access on their sites to other resources that may not be able to have in store. So if you're looking for other things there, definitely check that out. Uh, for us, uh, we do the research of the, of which stores are there ahead of time. Then we go visit and I would say by now, a lot of the shops that we shop from online are actually the ones we've already been to and so we continue relationships. But otherwise, just, I mean, right now we're trying to shop from places like, I think it's, was it thrift, thriftbooks.com or .org? And so that is a used book platform. And then there's bookshop.org. And that is a new book platform that donates to independent booksellers across the country. Um, So I just try to look for places that 
have individual sellers, local sellers. So um, I would say maybe even just start on Instagram. See, like if you're looking for vintage dress, you know, a lot of people have the right hashtags, see what's there and see if the page matches your vibe and try to try to shop that way. Yeah. What we yeah. do nowadays after visiting these shops is that we'll follow them on their socials and then they'll we'll stalk them. Yeah, yeah. they'll post a picture of dresses or, um, or uh, suits and shirts and things uh, in there that they just get and that, or that they just alter. And then we just send them a direct message saying, Oh, this looks great. Can you know, um, what are the measurements? And then they'll reply with the measurements Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. we'll work out an order from there. Yeah. There's a a place and there's a vintage dress shop in Portland called X to Bay. And she says that anytime she posts anything on her Instagram, it's sold within like 30 minutes. But when it's yeah. on her Etsy page, it takes longer. So people really use Instagram as a shopping platform more than people. Right. Um, right. So yeah, Instagram is just, you know, it's, it's, it's now the second Etsy. It's an extension of Etsy. One of the other points you bring up in the article that I think is such a great point, I've already supported a couple of, of uh, bands that I really dig, is uh, supporting local entertainment. So uh, we didn't go to a lot of live shows, but we went, we, that was one place we would, spend some money before this whole crisis. And uh, I went to a live, I think it was on Stage It. Yeah, I went to two two concerts on Stage It. One was by the Dolly Rots, which is one of my favorite bands. And then another one is a local band called Fea. And I went to their concert. It was really, really cool. They even had a Q&A thing afterwards. So I really like this uh, idea of supporting local entertainment, finding ways. A lot of, if you follow these folks on Instagram, mm-hmm. they'll they'll put out, you know, things that they're planning to do, like concerts and such. Just mm-hmm. another concert that actually is coming out. I got to, maybe I'll post it in the show notes, but it's a, I think it's an all-female lineup that's coming out uh, on Instagram Live within the next couple of weeks. So great point on that too, because I think a lot of these folks like, like musicians and, and people that are used to people that depend on fans live yeah. can really, are really exactly. being impacted by this. Especially right comedians. Like they're used oh. to getting m- multiple nights a week, of just like a teeny bit each night. And now that's just gone. So if you, if you follow any comedians on Instagram, you'll, you'll start to see for a while now, a lot of them are going a little cuckoo. And so they're just, when they don't have an audience, they're like trying so hard and they don't know what works and they haven't been able to flush it out. So they're actually very interesting to follow. Um, Some are thriving. Like Taylor Tomlinson is thriving in pandemic (laughs) and she's launched another podcast and I'd highly recommend you watch her Netflix special. I think it's called like quarter life crisis. Um, But I mean, if you can't even put in your dollar, I mean, just following, sharing, uh, putting up YouTube links, just say, Hey guys, I enjoy this. Why not? Because even just spreading the word is good right now. Um, some of Patreon accounts, some of them are selling merch that benefit healthcare workers. So try to do that. And whenever they start selling tickets and you can go, maybe do that. But, um, buying albums that'll actually physical albums. That'll make a difference. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said earlier with uh, small shops, it's like more of that money goes back to them and supporting them. And I, I'm finding that I think people are kind of wising up to it now, but, um, entertainment has become kind of perceived as being a passive uh, entity in mm, our yeah. in our communities. That oh yeah, the artists are just there playing. You know, they they mm. obviously are doing someone's got to pay them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so nowadays I think we're realizing oh wow, these artists are really struggling. They're not just canceling their dates, and and that affects their incomes for you know for the next year and possibly even beyond that. And Spotify does not pay them that much at all. 
You have yeah. to hit oh, millions. No. Yeah. Right. No. So that's that's why the CD sales and the merch sales are very important mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, and so I'd say to listeners, you know, those inter- your local entertainers, whether it be singers or uh, playhouses, uh, anything like mm-hmm. that, um, they're not just out there in the ether, just you know, twiddling their thumbs, thinking, "Oh, we're great, we're we'll be back someday." Uh, they're they're a major force in a lot of local economies, and for some towns, the only draw of uh, tourists or of uh, external dollars to give them the boost. Mm-hmm. So just as you're thinking about travel in the future, especially after when this is done, if you're you know, having some wanderlust and thinking about that, you know, as you're planning uh, which restaurants and parks to go see, you know, maybe throw in a uh, local play in, in there. And if, you'll be surprised by the local town. In some of our guides, we actually often recommend going to a concert or visit a local comedy club as an evening option a lot of times. So, I mean, every time we go, Sometimes it's a hit or miss with some of the, the comedy yeah. clubs. I mean, it's, it's not that they're bad. It's just, it's funny. In, in you're in different cultural environments, you'll mm. find, you get you get to kind of see what the humor is like. In the hyper local humor. Like yeah. they'll just make fun of the neighborhood like two feet away, and it's yeah. just like, like this is hysterical. Yeah, my oh favorite my God, one was we oh, saw we saw stand up in uh, Edmonton, and. Um, the comedian just said at the end of his set, just said, okay, the next guy, be easy on him. He's from Fort McMurray. And the entire room just like erupted in laughter. And we're just looking at each other being like, did we miss something? <laughs> like what's wrong with Fort McMurray? Yeah. And I just kind of, I was tempted to stand up and be like, Hey, I hear it was a nice place. What good? <laughs> but I thought that was a, I thought that was probably a bad idea at that time. But yeah. So it's, it's a good way to kind of get to know the place as well as, get to support the local artists all that it's it's a win it's a win-win for everybody so once let's just say this all goes away if it was all gone what's what's uh well it will eventually but i mean like tomorrow what would be like your what's the next thing you guys are gonna uh be up to us in our travel plans you mean Mm -hmm. like yeah after this is done we're planning to uh well we're going to be continuing writing and producing content so please continue looking at our website for all those articles. Um, we aim to post regularly for that. And at the same time, we'll be... We're moving first. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> so we're moving to Washington first, and then we're mainly going to be exploring probably the Pacific Northwest. So we're probably mm-hmm. going to be going more into Idaho and around more or Oregon and Washington. Uh, I'm sure harvest season will be coming up close, so we'll probably look into like berry picking and wine seasons and, and, and see what's up and some local national parks and probably Victoria. BC as well. Yeah, we'd like to get back to, I have to, after our our drive through Canada, Canada's come kind of a place that's near and dear to our heart, all the provinces. So we're, um, we'd like to get back into there too. Mm -hmm. Just see how everyone's doing. Mm -hmm. That is one of the favorite areas. I've never, as I mentioned to you, I was joking, you know, how boring we are. And we kind of are, (laughs) we don't travel a whole lot, but uh, right after college, I had no sort of commitment whatsoever to anything. I just had some graduation money and and a friend of mine was moving from here in San Antonio to Seattle. Yeah, to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And we just decided to take the long way up, up I-5, all along the coast, all along mm-hmm. the Mexican border and go all the way up and just take as much time as we wanted to. And uh, yeah. I lived with her for a little bit up there, but that Northern California, Washington State, Oregon, Washington State area, that was just so gorgeous i mean the and trees the oh my just God. shoot up <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. the trees just shoot up for we don't really have too much of that at least not in south texas where we are but um just yeah. gorgeous 
Yeah, it's like wandering in, driving through a tableau. You know, you just see all these warm natural colors, just different shades just all around you. And like there are times in which, um, especially like in Williamette Valley, where we're just like looking at each other going, like, how many colors am I seeing? I didn't even know I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll so, give Texas credit too. You know, like there are some just rolling, the hills there, especially in Hill Country, are just beautiful. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're just, just golden everything's just golden and brilliant there it's like the land illuminates so Where there are no trees there are skies exactly yeah, texas skies for sure and we do well we do for being so big and not really um too concerned with pollution we actually do have pretty pretty clear skies and such so i mean we, it is i i love my home state it's a beautiful state it's just it's just yeah. incredible when you when you travel to other places that you just see all like you said that color exists <laughs> In yeah. nature? Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if folks want to keep up with you guys, where are all the places they can find you? So we're at It's Bree and Ben on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And so if you want to keep up with us, we post on those platforms one to, once to a couple times a week. But if you really want to keep up with everything we're doing, I would recommend they sign up for our newsletter and we make sure we send all our new posts and that's usually twice a week. So that's the best way to keep in touch with us. Awesome. And we will have links uh, to your site and we'll also have direct links to the uh, articles we discussed, the, um, the shopping small, and then also to the uh, six ways you can be kind during the coronavirus pan- virus pandemic. I really, really like the, uh, the suggestions on there. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll be well, guys, kinder. Yeah. Yes. Well, guys, it has been awesome having you on the show. We really appreciated your time, and we're really happy to hear that you guys are being safe and that, uh, you know, hopefully you'll be out traveling out and about soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you both yeah, so, so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Go someplace cool for us, okay? <laughs> we'll, do. we'll do. No, we're we'll going to get out more. We're okay. going to get out more. So let's we'll go we'll back some food. We'll make back oh. some food from Pacific Northwest. How about that? Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Well, that was a great interview. You know, sometimes you meet people, and this is funny because they're so far away from us, but you meet people and you just feel like kindred spirits. That's that's exactly the term I was just going to (laughs) use. We just, these are, this is the kind of couple I'd love to go out to dinner with and just hang with or Mm -hmm. have a couple of drinks and stuff or or travel with. I mean, that'd be great. We, We joked with them that. We need to get more, out more, and we really do. And it's funny, I got a travel itch, and we can't really travel right now. So, once this whole thing, yeah, once this whole thing passes, hopefully we'll get out on the road, and maybe we'll meet up with them at some point. That'd that be really would cool. be fantastic. And as we mentioned, we will hook you up with every way you can get in touch with them and follow along on their travels on the show notes at vegetarianzen.com forward slash three fifty eight. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.